<laughs> oh, wow. This is quite an honor. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Grax, and uh, I just, I'm here to collect my award for the vloggies. I, I am taken back by this whole thing. I, I, I wasn't expected to, to win not just one award, but two awards. I won the awards for Best Life Lesson Award and Soppy Sod Award which is the grandest honour I could be given by Michael Bell with his uh, Vlogtober video at the end of Vlogtober. So I wish to thank everyone who voted for me. Michael Bell, yes. I want to thank God, except I'm an atheist, so that doesn't count. I want to thank my family, but really, it, it was all just down to me. It was my idea, my vision, my desire to eat an entire tube of Smarties in one go, which drove me to such heights and for me to win this award. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to take this fantastic trophy and I'm going on holiday, somewhere nice and hot. See you later, suckers! <laughs> Nothing like being on a nice hot beach with the nice warm sands, the cool sea breeze, a nice cocktail and a pineapple. What could be better than life? Hey! Wait, what? Lads on tour, lads on tour, lads on tour. Hey! You put that? the lime in the coconut and drink the lime down. You put the lime in the coconut. Oi, love, get us another beer, will you? Hey! <sighs> Holiday! Michael? Michael Bell, is that you? Hey! Alright, Grax, how are you? How are you, Grax? <sighs> Michael, what are you doing? I'm on, hol I'm on holiday. No. I'm celebrating your success. No, you can't be on holiday on a beach because I'm on holiday at the beach. This is my time. I snuck into your suitcase, you know that. I did wonder why I was 30 kilos overweight. Yeah. I snuck into your suitcase, you haven't got any clothes, but I'm here! Uh, you weren't going to have a good holiday on your own, were you? We've already, lo we've already lost one of your friends, we can't lose another one. Yeah, great. Uh... Yeah. Hey, you drink the lime in the coconut and drink it all up. You throw the can away. Uh, this is going to be a long, long holiday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the RG Podcast That'll, that'll do. Holiday! Doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen, we're on location and it's ready for the Max Show. The Max Show! Welcome to the Max Show, episode 4! <laughs> This is the kind of show that gets you up in the morning, that takes you throughout the entire day and drives you all the way to the night, ready to do this whole dance once again. This is the kind of show that gets you off. In more ways than one! 
and it's going to be completely action-packed. We've got so many things to talk to you right now. I can't even fit it in my mouth right now. I'm sorry, what did you say? You heard. So, what do you want to talk about? Um... Uh, well, so many things. I, I won an award. D did you hear about that? Hear about it? Yeah. It's been all over the press. You made it into NME, The Guardian, Telegraph, all over the cultural... A smorgasbord of cult... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all those places. You've made, it, you've made it all over the media. The yeah. world and the world's press. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, yeah. That's why we had to go on holiday, get away from it all. That's right. It's just Beachland area and all that kind of mm. kind of stuff. It's 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 uh, kind of nice. It's kind of nice having all these uh, nice um, post production sound effects, kind of things. That's the, that's the beauty of a podcast, don't you know? Hmm. What about you, Michael? Uh, what have you been up? Um. What's in the Max show in your mind? Uh, well, I've, I've mainly been eating sweets that um, trick or treaters didn't eat. Um, so I got a lot of them to get through. Uh, yeah, did you get many trick or treaters? I got well. I was going to put this in later on, but I've got some trick or treaters that came three days afterwards. Like we got, we got, I got a fair few. What? Who came on the Friday or the actual Halloween day, which is fine. And uh, went out. I'd gone to shop, bought some sweets, and blah blah blah. Trick or treat. There you go. Excellent person, aren't I? Nice. Yes, Michael, you are. Well done. Yes, you. Well, no, you beat me to the punch. Mm. You shouldn't be. Don't punch him. Don't, <laughs> ne never punch them. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, My parent, there. Parents will kick off. Um, so yeah, did all that. Nice Halloween. I stayed in, scared them, dressed up, obviously, and then I went off to a gig and melted because I wore a really stupid thick wig and it was in a very small um, band area. You get no sympathy from me. That's for sure. Oh, I know. I know. But anyway, so that was my Halloween, and so that was fine. And I still had loads of sweets left over, so I thought, well, I'm going to eat some sweets. If you didn't come, too late. These are mine now. And then on the Saturday and the Sunday, so a couple of days afterwards, there was there's people still trick-or-treating. It's like, no, you get one day you're allowed to do this. It's not like, this isn't, I like how, I love Halloween, as established last week, but it's not a week-long thing of trick-or-treating. You only get one day. Well, that's true. I mean, it's it's not like Christmas or Boxing Day where it just keeps going on and on. Just because I've got skull candles in the window and graves doesn't mean it's Halloween still for you. That's just a typical Wednesday. It's just it's just my house. It's just my look. If I want to have a tombstone in my window, I'm gonna have one all year round. Okay. If I'm gonna have pumpkin lights all over the place, I'm gonna have them. Doesn't mean you can come around. But so I've been doing that, and I've um, I've been rewatching some. Box sets I won't watch for a while, so you know. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Read, read the literal Mercury. That was that was that killed half an hour. <sighs> you know, it still doesn't feel the same without Andy. But anyway, the show must go on. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Welcome to, to the RG, oh. RG Podcast, episode forty-four. No, Max now. <laughs> oh come on, man! He abandoned us in our time of need. <laughs> he has not. He's just taking a bit of a break. But uh, I'm not allowed to. When I wanted the break, you said no and slapped me. 
Well, that's because you're, you're an employee, not a co-founder. <laughs> you should have got in at the beginning when you had the chance. One rule for one, one rule for the others. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the working class hero trying to bring you down from the inside. Look, I'm just saying that everybody is equal, but just some of us are more equal than others. Mm. You just have to keep that in mind. But, uh, yeah, we've been doing this for 45 weeks. It's almost the end of the year, in fact. Ah, of course. Grax, I forgot to say. It's Christmas! No! No! Shut up! No! You can't do that! You can't talk about Christmas! Not now! It's only the first week of November. We haven't even... We've only just barely finished with Halloween. So then you just going on about Christmas... But but I've I've been to the shops and I've watched telly and it's Christmas everywhere. It's Christmas. No, Brad. it's not. It's remember. Christmas. We've barely had Guy Fawkes. We've barely burnt the guy. We've barely performed this crazy yearly ritual in the UK where we burn a guy for the wrongdoings he's done in the past. I know it's still seven weeks away, but if you watch the telly, if you go for a walk outside, there's Christmas lights, there's Christmas markets, there's Christmas no. telly, all no. the decorations are. It's Christmas, Grax. Yay! Merry Christmas! Oh, I can't sing that one. Cliff Richard did it. Uh, Christmas time. Children oh, and... No, no, can't no, do that. No, Cliff. No, Cliff. Um, uh, what's new, Pussycat? It's Christmas. That's still a bit of Tom Jones there. He's fine. He's he's fine. He's fine. But anyway, so it is Christmas. What have you got me? No, it's November. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving this beach location and, you know, drinking out of pineapples and coconuts and stuff, but I fancy an ale. Yeah, coconuts is just not quenching the thirst. It's a bit fruity, isn't it? You know. I I need my thirst quenched. Yeah. Oh wait, there's there's a bar over there. I oh, wonder if they got any really? ales over there. Let's go ask the barkeep. Mm. Barkeep, your finest ales and hey, wait a minute, I know you. Evening, gents. How are we doing? Hey! hey! It's a familiar face. But for all the people out there in the Twitterverse and the listener universe, who are you? What do you do? Who am I? Uh, I, I go under a various number of guises. My name's Steve. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at BeerHund. Um, but also, I'm the co-host of the world-famous podcast at The Beer O'Clock Show. So, um, yes, thought I'd, I'd drop in on you guys this evening and chat some beer and just basically help you along yeah we definitely need some helping right now because this coconut <laughs> ball plop it's just not doing it for me you have two or three but then ugh, no i need i need a need a proper ale inside me and i, I need some hop what what you guys need is a juicy banger that's what you need S- steady on i mean uh, <laughs> I, I don't think i swing that way if you know what i'm saying ah uh, knob jokes <laughs> Yeah, you didn't have to say knob joke there, Greg, so it's pretty much... Yes, I did! I don't, oh. I don't even think it was a knob joke, actually. It was, it was, more, of a beer, it was more of a beer gag. <laughs> Greg, what you basically did there was go, oh, penises. <laughs> Let's move on to the news. Christmas news. 
No, we're not doing Christmas news in November. But it's Christmas. Okay. Shut up. Okay. I think now's a good time to talk about a concern I've been having. Okay. Since we're in the local what's, news. What's, what's that I, then? I have been having some concerns with uh, copycat people. Right. Now, I, I'm concerned that people are copying uh, the actions of other people, stupid acts of other people, in the pursuit for fame. And um, I, I just want to tell these people just stop it because people are going to get hurt and there are other ways to get famous. Is, isn't this what the X Factor have based 10 years of success on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But but for the people at this news articles are going a little bit too far. It all started back in March, April time this year, where a guy had sex with a Greg's pastry. <laughs> okay, I'm not, okay, yeah. So what happened was the basic story is um, in in the paper there there's a story of a guy who um, decided to go to Greg's pastries, which is a well known. Uh, Greg, uh, pastry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, where he bought the pastry is not really. He bought a pasty. That's not really the issue. He put his knob in it. Yeah, and, and he decided to. And the article reported about him sticking his knob in a hop in a hot pasty. Did with, Did he burn said appendage? In yes, the he did. With fantastic writings, including Howard blasted one of the bakes into the microwave before sleeping before slipping his erect member into the creamy sauce interior, which burnt him like lava. And that, that's bad enough. Okay, so fool him once, shame on him. That kind of thing. Fool me twice, I burnt my knob. <laughs> Again. Again, yeah. <laughs> For sticking it in hot places. Yeah. September 2014. Man has sex with instant mashed potatoes. Smash. Smash. That's right. In the same newspaper that was reported, this gentleman decided to stick his his bellend inside. Don't a, take my name in vain. <laughs> decided to stick his bellend in some hot mash. With such quoting saying, "This man, forty-one years old, says forty-one years old. Fuck off." There's actually quite a trend with these news articles. They're all between their forties and fifties. It's it's almost like when you get to that certain age, regular sex just doesn't cut it. I don't think ever, well, no matter what the age, I'm going to put myself into some mash. Not, not into smash? No. You'd, you'd at least want to take the time to prepare the mash yeah, you properly, do it, you, wouldn't you? I'd probably use... you do it from raw ingredients rather than this powdered substance they call potatoes. I would use two, two or three different types of potatoes as well, you know, make it classy. Put some cheese on there, chuck in some vegan butter. Absolutely. It's, it's almost like the equivalent of foreplay, isn't it? Otherwise, it's just a quickie with, with a bag of smash. Well, the thing is, this guy tries to deny it. He, he's been quoted to say, don't ask me where the idea came from. I'm not a perfect or out like that. I just took down my kex and put my willy in the smash. I think he's just doing it for fame because I suspect he read the article about the guy who put his penis in a pasty. And saw how well his, and saw how well his life's going for him. Yeah, it's like, I want instant fame with little effort. How hard could it be? I mean, I've had smash. Maybe he was just trying to get some flavour in it. It'd make it a bit salty, wouldn't it? It would, it would improve the taste, probably. Yeah. Anyway, the reason I wanted to bring this all up is because I've seen another case of, of uh, uh, food violation. Okay. Vince Shaw, forty-seven, had sex with Tesco Value lasagna. Now, no, he didn't. 
But it's in the paper. It has to be true. Come on. He buggered. He buggered a lasagna. He didn't have sex with it. <laughs> sex, you need um, two willing partners. Look, if the paper says it's sex, then it's sex. Look, I, oh, I'm it, just it wanted it, the filthy lasagna. It was gagging for it. Just come in me, it said. In, in, in Italian. He settled down for an evening of food lust with this 95 pence everyday value ready meal, but ended up appending two days in hospital with ghastly genital scalds. But now, come on, guys. Look, I'm just I'm going to put this message out there right now. Don't put your knob in food. Not not the value stuff. At least no. you'd at least go for like the finest range where the ingredients were a little bit better, wouldn't you? If if you were that way inclined. I know. I mean. Just spend a bit of time, better put my effort, and you just get more. Fa- no, that's not the message. The message is: look, the guys. There are better ways to get famous than to end up in the local newspapers, f- fucking some cheap food. I mean, what comes next? Well, he- him, I assume. Well, what? Co- <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Choice of words, there, Grax. Come on, think on. Are we going to get a news article about some guy boning some apple strudel next? That's already happened in American Pie. Basically the same thing. I think if you were going for a dessert, a jam roly-poly would naturally lend itself much better to that. Arctic roll, my friend. Arctic roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to burn yourself on one exactly. of those, are you? <laughs> it's refreshing. It'll be cool and soothing. Well, after, yeah. well, I've just put my knob in a pot noodle, lads. Come on, I need something to smooth. It smarts a lot. I need something to cool it down. <laughs> Arctic roll. So, get, so guys, just just go on X Factor. It's 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 less painful than to put your bell in for, to get. Just fame. don't put your knob in things that aren't it's supposed to go in. Don't stick it in things that should not be. So yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up in the local news. I feel that people should know about this. And and you say this is the same paper that keeps running these stories. Yes. So, so they're now people actively seeking out that paper. I think it's just someone at the paper. And they feel bad. They're in pain, so they're going to write a story about it, so they can get they can work out some issues. It's like therapy for them. Oh, about my friend who dropped yeah. his knob in a hot pie. <laughs> my my friend Chris was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's the beginning of November, for God's sake. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. But it is. But it is Christmas, Steve, because have you not seen the telly? Have you not been to the shops and seen the lights? And there's German, there's like Christmas markets. and there's... It's just, no, it's all too, it's too fucking early. It's, it's, when, when I was a lad, Christmas used to start in December. Um, now it starts beginning of November, you, you know, what was it, 1st of November this week, and Sky instantly started showing a channel full of Christmas films. It's like, for God's sake, let, let's get November out of the way first. Miracle on 34th Street was, was on, on Saturday at like half nine or something. I, I know, it was like, as soon as they could show it, it was like, well, yeah, brilliant, Christmas has started, we're all over it. I'm so glad I don't watch that much TV anymore, but... Really, first November. It's almost like the once the clock struck midnight, barely before all the spirits of Halloween managed to get out of the door. It's like, no, Saint Nick, coming in, doing all you got. Yeah, come on, Halloween, get out of the way. We, we've got we've got Christmas shit to be selling. And now we're gonna get all these ad Christmas efforts coming in. Oh. We're gonna get the 
construction that is the Red Father Christmas. Oh, the days are coming. Oh, the days are coming. Coca-Cola. See, that's that's when Christmas officially starts, when the the Coke advert is first shown. But then we're going to get all these whole barrages of Christmas adverts. I mean, uh, do you remember last year what happened with John Lewis? They had their really strong, heart-tugging adverts with all the the bears and and the rabbits hanging around Christmas tree. I mean, and Lily Allen selling her oh, I love Lily doing Allen. a cover. I like Lily Allen. Yeah, but destroying destroying a decent song. Not really. It was keen. It was keen. Yeah, but their version was much better than Lily Allen. Uh, it was still keen. It could be a good song, but it's keen. They, <laughs> it's still they, keen. they, they yeah. could have they could have written like one of the best songs in the world, but it's still keen. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's going to happen now? God, God knows where they're going to go this year. Yeah. I mean, have, have, have you seen? Have you seen the penguin? Have you seen the fucking thing? Yeah, the, what, I saw it. What, yeah. what penguin's this? This is a Mon- Monty the penguin. This is this is this year's John John Lewis advert for Christmas, which which is essentially a story of an adolescent teenager that suddenly realised it doesn't want to hang around with its parents anymore, and it just wants to get horny with ladies. That that's essentially the underlying story behind this year's John Lewis advert. Oh, mm. Christmas! Ugh. Oh yeah, Christmas at the yeah. bells. So explain it a bit more. It's it's a penguin, and I, I think I've seen clips of it. He's actually uh, got a Twitter feed up already, and already? with, oh, with 12,000 12, followers already. That's wrong. That people are following it. Sending fifty-five tweets, and uh, yeah, twelve thousands now. Because let's let, let's go. Let's get it up front here. Spoiler alert here. Okay, the the, the penguin isn't real. The the penguin is a what? It's, it's a cuddly toy that that is the kids' imagination. Uh, I didn't mean to cut. I've just gone through their their Twitter followers uh, or their, who they're following. Now this is Monty the Monty the penguin from John Lewis. They they are following John Lewis. Well, that makes sense. Then the following Tinder match. Plenty of fish, plenty of fish. <laughs> Guardian soulmates. OK Cupid. My single friend. E Harmony. J Date and Lovestruck dot com. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, what? It's a horny penguin. <laughs> yeah, it is that. That's that's essentially all the advert is. It's a penguin looking to get his rocks off. <laughs> that's that's all he wants for Christmas. Is a good shag. <laughs> There was no, there was there was no mash in uh, Morrison's. <laughs> yeah, or pasties going going spare. <laughs> He's hanging out with us. Look, look, fuck off, kid. Like, I know I'm your imaginary friend, but I've got needs. And frankly, you, you, you eight-year-old kid with an overactive imagination. Don't finish that sentence. <laughs> the, the, the best thing about these John Lewis adverts every year is that, is that there's, there's a guy on Twitter that is actually, he's, his, his Twitter name is at John Lewis. And, oh, and everybody... Everybody That's a real just, name? Yeah, he's he's got his his Twitter name is at John Lewis, and every year he gets this barrage of tweets saying, "Oh, I love your advert." Da, 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 da. And every year he replies and gets says, "Yeah, I think it's great as well, but actually it's not me. The people you're looking for, are John Lewis retail, and and some of his comebacks are just brilliant. It's it's just um, I, I'm just wondering if John Lewis have ever considered offering this guy money for just for that Twitter handle because I would be trying to flog it to them every day of the year. There's, there's an example here. This is seven hours ago. Somebody tweeted him saying, great lingerie collection. His reply was, thanks. My favourite is a pink baby doll teddy that really makes my eyes pop. I hear John Lewis <laughs> Retail has a nice selection too. 
Oh, why didn't I have a famous name? I'd have so much fun with that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So yeah, that's some of the joys for Christmas. I tell you what, Mike, it's fantastic to be in this hot beachland area. Oh, now I've got an ale on as well. This is beautiful. Yeah, oh. but this magical moment isn't going to last forever. I mean, there's only so much time I can milk this whole fact that I've won the Vlogtober Awards that you made up. Two award double award winner, you. It is true, but at some point I'm going to have to go back to the cold, wet winterness of the United Kingdom, and I'm going to need some proper beer for the two put me through the winter get me through Christmas some winter warmers winter warmers indeed hey Steve yes you know your beers a little bit yes you know your ales some could say we did a special show with you a few weeks ago you should go back to the RG podcast and listen to the fantastic uh, collaboration project that we did that was indeed an experience <laughs> <laughs> boom but uh it's Christmas time now, coming up to it. It's Christmas! No, let's not go back there, come on. <laughs> Sorry, it's winter and it's going to be cold. And we were wondering, do you happen to recommend some winter beers or winter ales to um, drink down this Christmas? Absolutely, it would, it would be remiss of me not to mention it. I, I think um, for, for the winter, you want to go for... A nice porter or a stout. They're going to give yes. you warming flavours. They're going to give you chocolate. Some of them are going to give you coffee. They're, they're going to give you nice um, aromas and flavours that you just want to sit on the sofa with. If, if you're feeling adventurous, you could go into barley wine territory, which is just taking it a little bit fur further. Barley wine? Barley wine. Oh, barley wine is nasty. Barley wine. A um, little bit more syrupy, a little bit more sweet. A um, bit more of a... Connoisseur's choice in, in 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 the instance of your winter beers, or you want to give um, something like certainly w without getting too Christmassy cheesy about it. It's the time of year where all the brewers start bringing out their Christmas beers. So you're going to get beers that have got the flavours of Christmas in them. You're going to get beers with nutmeg and cinnamon and all those mm. sorts of spices in them. To be honest with you, I'd avoid a lot of them like the plague because none of them are very good. But but. Christmas and cinnamon no, and flavours. No, no it's, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily work in beer. You'd be much better off just going for a really decent stout that that will see you through the the, the winter period, and you can come out the other side ready to mm. go with your light hoppy beers in the spring. You can jump through winter, you can, sort of like Crisscross told us to do, into uh, into spring and all, and summer. Yes, yes, absolutely. I just wanted to get Chris Cross into the show. <laughs> that was, that was a nicely done. I thought nice, so. Very yeah. nicely done, yeah. yeah. Frankly, I'm quite pressing him to put that in. <laughs> Michael Bell said to me earlier on today, right, Grax, I'm going to get Chris Cross into the, uh, into the show today. And I was like, well, what if them died earlier on this year? How are you going to get them onto the show? Well, Chris, well, you know, Mac Daddy did tell us to jump, so, you know. <laughs> and again, look at that. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know, the, I know the rap. Don't you get me wrong. <laughs> Actually, uh, there's a brilliant um, winter ale. Uh, me and Tom Hodkinson, um, who's about to start a beer show, beer with friends on YouTube. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be wicked. Um, oh wow! It's gonna be really fun. I, I think that's an exclusive to the RG. Um, Competition. And no, this is a YouTube thing, not a podcasting thing. Yeah, anyway. yeah, we don't, we don't do video. Yeah. But uh, maybe there'll be some link-ups or something like this, because it's a really cool idea, just sort of reviewing beers and stuff. But I, went, I was out drinking with him not that many weeks ago, and we found uh, Pumpkinhead in Brewdog, 
which is it's one of the it's a, oh, obviously yeah, a pumpkin yeah. spice beer, but it's absolutely incredible. I sort of did say the other week on it, I will never find true happiness without without that beer in my life. It's it's just stunning. Yeah, it's the first time they've done. It's the first time Brewdog have done a pumpkin beer. It is amazing, amazing. But I am with you. I'm, I'm normally a stout porter sort of fella, but uh, this this stuff was amazing. Yeah, it it comes to a time of the year where I I do actually begin to look at the beer selection that I have on my shelf, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want any of that light stuff anymore. Where are my dark beers that have been hiding in the back of the cupboard for the last year? And I'll start digging into them, and and then literally I'll I'll get to the end of February, and I'll be like, right, I'm done with them now. I need the the light, fresh stuff to 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 start drinking again. It's really strange. I can't be doing with a light ale. Wow, I'm, I'm... that's very interesting. So you, you change your ale moods depending on the weather and the seasons. I, 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 I yeah, I think so actually, and it, it seems to be a natural instinct in me as well that my body just starts craving. Now I'm just craving dark beers. It's all I want to drink. Do you hibernate like a bear? Hi, hi, scratch, 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 scratch. You just missed a massive one there. Do you hibernate? Come on! Oh. I think I do hibernate. Yeah. Bloody hell, Grax! How can you? I've been yeah. on the show for forty bloody weeks with you, and you missed that. <laughs> All my training has gone down the shitter. <laughs> bloody hell! Hang your head yeah. in shame. I'm actually crying because that's terrible. <laughs> Bloody hell. Do you high do you high do you high beer, Nate? Thank you. Do that again. No, I don't want to. <laughs> There's too much build up for it now, isn't there? Every... It actually hurts me to hear that. I'm just gonna call you out every single time you say it. <laughs> you fucking shit, because I'm I don't do High beer like... you're talking about beer and hibernate. It's in the fucking title! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, God. <sighs> it's time for Texas, the psychic horse. He knows what your pets are thinking. <laughs> Boom. All right, we got that from Dawn Elliott, 41, in South Yorkshire. Yorkshire, all right. Yorkshire. And she says, Dear Texas, I got my rescue dog, Loki, in September. Good name. Very good night. Really Very is. Good night. Cashing in on the Marvel franchise. Unfortunately, my cat, Sparkle, who I've owned for seven years, now refuses to come downstairs. Please help them bond, Texas. Simple email, straight uh, letter, straight to the point. And it's a classic dilemma of cat versus dog. Two natural enemies who are now being thrown into the same room together having to make friends, but they actually want to fight to the death. Well, I don't know if this is Texas' place, really. Because Texas, he gives advice and stuff. This isn't really advice, this is more counselling. Getting, you know, getting two people together and hanging hang out and stuff. Wait, are you are you saying that Texas the psychic cause is not a qualified counsellor? I don't, well, he, he's an advice giver, don't get he's me wrong. He's a qualified veterinarian, sort of. He, he, he gives advice, I'll give you that, but this isn't, this is long, long-standing, like you said, they're natural enemies, this has been going on for generations. Texas can't solve this in a couple of sessions. So I, I, I'm thinking Texas has got to go for the obvious answer here, is, is that the cat is clearly a reincarnation of Thor, and, uh, and therefore is never going yeah. to come downstairs to confront Loki. Uh, I like what you did. Yeah, there. this like is this is a yeah. But so you two believe that this is one of those problems that not even Texas can solve. 
I think this is beyond his his hoofs. Mm. Funny you should say that. Texas says, Loki can't understand what's wrong with Sparkle as she only wants to be friends with her. Wait, she... They're both females. So it's the cat. Oh, bitches. Yeah, they're just arguing over the... Well, Sparkle, I can understand being a female name, but Loki? Loki could be a girl's name, I suppose. It's got man written all over it. Sadly, I don't think this will happen as Sparkle is totally switched off to Loki and finds company with other animals invasive. So it's Sparkle. Sparkle the cat. But that kind of makes sense because Sparkles was there first. This is true. It's been knocking around for seven years. It's like Queen of the Castle. You're, you know, I'm, I'm your cat. You're my owner. This is a relationship. We've established this. You feed me. Good. Then you bring Loki along. This bloody dog. What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, I mean, it's just like you're trying to divert attention. No, am I? Queen. Am I not enough for you, Laura? Texas has tried. He says I have tried to change Sparkle's mind. But to no avail. How? It hasn't gone around the house. Via osmosis. No, psychopaths through Holly Davis. Uh, yeah, okay. The medium. This is actually quite a, a grim finishing to the story. Kill one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Laura, which one do you love more? Here's a knife. <laughs> Your only option may be to rehome Sparkle with a family that has no, no sparkle what? it's it's a, yeah it's like it's like it's like doing redundancies at work first you know last in first out that's that's shocking that get rid of the one that's there and no that's wrong get rid of the one that's been there the longest the most loyal the most faithful now we're going to get rid of it for a younger model sparkle yeah. sparkle sparkle was there when clearly you had your divorce and needed the cat there because you had no love in your life you can't get rid of sparkle for this johnny come lately <laughs> now that you feel a bit happier about things and now you're a go get no piss off laura i don't like this laura yeah i i just think texas has lost the plot here as well but it's not making you choose between your two pets. Now, surely Laura loves both pets. Although, I don't know if she does, because she sounds a bit of... Eh. Well, she must have stopped loving Sparkle at some point to have gone and got the other one. Again, yeah, this again, this is true. Yeah. Funny you two should say that, because Dawn has replied. Who's Dawn? Dawn, Dawn that's the name of the person, thought, Dawn Elliott. Well, I've been saying Laura all this time. I know, I didn't want to... T- well, you should have bloody told there. me, shouldn't you? <laughs> you were having so much fun. No, she's called Laura, all right? She's not called Bloody Dawn. Dawn! No, because that won't make any Dawn- sense. Dawn says, When I rescued Lo- <laughs> when I rescued Loki and Sparkle, I promised them both I'd never rehome them. So I'm very reluctant to go back on my word. Sparkle has always been a private cat, and hasn't even ventured outside for months. However, I worry she's missing out on family life. <laughs> what? And Loki... <laughs> yeah, come, come on, Sparkles, you're seven years old. Come on, you need to move out. <laughs> go on, go, you need to go, go, go to university, <laughs> get a job, start a family of your own. Come on, Sparkles. <laughs> and Loki always looks a bit sad when Sparkle gives her the cold shoulder. No, it doesn't. It looks like a dog, and you're reading too much into this. It's a dog and a cat. However, incredibly, since the reading, Sparkle has been itching, inching further downstairs toward Loki. So there is hope! 
And that's the end of the story. I'd, there is hope, guys. I, I just have no faith in this anymore. I've, I'm giving up on Texas. You've given up on Texas so many times, and yet you keep coming back to because it. you keep it's insisting like on it. I, Texas is is no longer a, a force for good. He's now intentionally starting rows. He's kicking off all the time. As, as a regular a regular listener to the show, guys, I I do from 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 an observational point of view, I do think Texas is losing the plot. But this was Texas' tactic all along, because trying to get a bit of friction, saying, "Well, you got to give one up." But now, did you not listen to the end of the story? It was saying. Now, now, Sparkle the cat is inching towards Loki the dog. There, there, there is a potential for no, bonding to that's occur. That's not gonna. That happen. would never have happened if they didn't talk to a psychic horse. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it up. That's not gonna happen. Sparkle's just making a play for the food. Sort of gonna sneak down, jump on, jump when Loki's not when Loki's turned up, turn his back. We'll sneak in. Right, try and push him out the cat flap. You know. Either that or it's been a typical cat and it's just getting within reaching distance <laughs> so it can just smack Loki around the back of the head when That's he's it. not looking. That's it. And then run back yeah, it's just It's just being stealth. It's like a solid snake of cats. Yeah. Should we move on to some burning questions? Uh, yes. I think we should move on to some burning questions. What shall we do with the burning questions? What shall we do with the burning questions? What shall we do with the burning questions? Probably answer them, I suppose. At John Dredge has contacted us and he wants to know where do whales come from? The sea. Yeah. Got it in one there. Yeah, that's true. But where do they begin? Where do their lives begin, to be honest? Yeah, they live in the sea. Yeah. yeah. Interesting facts. There have been theories about how hippopotamus and whales are linked to each other. They're related. They came from the same ancestral animal. Laughing and learning tonight, Crux. That's right. <laughs> I'd to add a bit more. We, we got some questions here from at Captain underscore Parsnip. He asks, do bees have eyelashes? Can cows jump? And if crocodile tastes like chicken, what does chicken taste of? Better questions. Well, I'm I'm not, not a meat eater, so I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I've not eaten chicken for about 15 years, so it's over to you guys, really. Mm, well, okay, well, let's answer the last question, because that seems to be the simplest of the lot. I think that chicken just tastes like chicken. There, There is no other flavor than chicken, really. I mean, anything that's white meat that tastes like chicken, including frogs. It, it just tastes of everything, doesn't it? That's chicken tastes of everything. And that's why everything tastes of chicken. It is the most universal taste. You know, like yeah. Coke. It's it's kind of like a... Coke has got a bit of a unique taste, like chicken. But Coke and Pepsi, is there another similar type of chicken? So if you can't have chicken... Oh, sorry, we haven't got chicken. We've got this instead. Is that all right? Like they're doing pubs. Well, yeah, that's, that's actually an interesting point. But I guess chicken's like in a super abundant food. They just say, oh, can we substitute you with turkey? And it's like, no, I want a chicken. How dare you? How dare you do such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think crocodiles just, I don't know. Are crocodiles more, are they tougher because they're full of scales? Or, or is it just the same? I don't, I don't know. I really wouldn't know if I don't eat meat. So. I would love to eat crocodile. I mean, Right, okay, I'm, I'm going to get you a plane. You were in Australia. All you had to do was get a machete. You could have had one. I was busy. Not killing crocodiles, yeah. I was busy not cro- killing crocodiles and talking to the kangaroos and trying to be adopted by them and being kicked out promptly afterwards. 
There was no time for crocodiles. Fine, I'll find you some crocodile for Christmas. It's Christmas! No, no it's not. <laughs> but cows jumping. I... Yes, because a cow has jumped over the moon. Was Is that how the nursery rhyme goes? Yeah, the, the, the cow did jump the over cow the moon. The cow did jump over the moon. Yeah, that is fact. It is a fact. well-known, documented fact. Yeah. That's right. It's been documented throughout the ages. Mm. And do bees have eyelashes? Um, Doubt it. No. No, I think this is one of those unblinking eyes. Are these all animal-related this week? Uh, no. Well, I can I can ask you the next question from Supergal Eve 1. Why do women orgasm? Um, They've got to do something while we're making the tea. Be- because we're doing it right. <laughs> Am I right, boys? Eh? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. They've got to finish themselves off somehow. Oh. Yeah, we can't do everything. <laughs> oh. I'm watching telly, alright? You do whatever you got to do upstairs. You guys are not helping out mankind. I'm trying to promote us to make us into sexual tyrannosaurus. What, extinct? Cheers, mate. I've been single I've been single for a while, but don't put me out to pasture. Oh, that's harsh. No, I mean, like, well, I, I like to think that I have the, the actual skills of pleasuring women on a regular basis. And, and indeed any microwavable food. And microwavable food. Whatever comes first. That's why women orgasm, so that you know the difference between that and a microwavable food. Uh, yeah. That's right. I mean, this is so similar in temperature. It's hard, it's hard to tell sometimes, you know, yeah. <laughs> Do you think going back to it, and I don't really want to. Do you think you would put it on a plate or just just straight in? No, it was just there was no time for like plates. he's got a, he's got there's no time for plates. He just put it on the plate. like he's got a packet of micro microchips, quickly quick. And does he does he just bang the chips and leave it in the in the weird film tray thing, or or put him in a bowl or something? Well, it depends how romanticizing he's feeling. It's does not he, like he wants does he light to... a candle or, or is it a spare the moment thing? It, 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 like I say, it, it asks more questions than it answers. This one, <laughs> maybe he's just like staring into the the plastic container, just thinking, "Should I do this? Shouldn't I? Don't do this? This is this is now or never." It's it's one of those life or death situ- situations, like uh, gazing over a, um, a a a mountain before you do some cliff jumping. A mountain of mash. A mountain of mash. Right, well, I think that answered the question about eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that ramps, wraps up this week's burning question. Thank you very much for been submitting their questions. Uh, if you want to send in your burning questions or any other potential requests of any kind, you can contact us via Twitter, which is twitter.com forward slash rgprod, A-W-H-G-W-E. You can also get us on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash rgprod, and you can email us at rgproductions at gmail.com. John Lewis is making us all angry with their half-assed attempt at sentimental values. But Mike, what else has been making you angry this week? Thank you, Grex. This week, well, I've already said that uh, what made me furious of anger was uh, that on prime t- on Saturday, the first of November, prime time on Sky One, they put Miracle Thirty Fourth Street. That can just that, ah no, it's the first of November. It was seven weeks away. <sighs> yeah, that boggles my mind. Why so soon? But the main thing that's got me angry this week is Facebook. 
Now, I go on Facebook frequently. It's uh, it's just, uh, unfortunately, just part of the life at the moment. It'll go away, though. It's fine. But there, I saw this week, uh, there has been, and I don't mean this in a nasty way, but attractive girls add, like, demanding stuff. Like, there's this one girl that I used to know when I used to live back in Suffolk, and this week like three times she was just demanding lifts of people so it was just a case of oh i need to be in i think it was norwich i can't remember i need to be in norwich for 12 o'clock who's going to give me a lift it wasn't even asking nicely it was just assuming and don't get me wrong i get it you're hot guys will do stuff for you i understand that i myself if i'm interested will just be so unbelievably nice to somebody i would probably do it but it's just so pathetic and ah and I can't stand the way she was just wording it. It's like, yeah, I need to be here. Do it for me. No. Get get a taxi. Get on the bus. Get a train to go fuck yourselves, Bill. Just really, really annoyed me. <laughs> Another thing, again, that's, that's annoyed me on Facebook has been... Uh, there's this... There's one of my friends has recently come sort of all a bit loved up and it's all very nice and blah, blah, blah. And pretty much every post is about her and her man doing this. Oh, me and my man have gone to get some food me and my man are staying in tonight it's like will you just grow up and develop a personality outside of who you're letting inside you all right you're doing it wrong i get it all right life is painful it's agonizing experience we get maybe 60 70 years of a lucky and if you found someone to make it easier that's lovely but stop filling up my cunting wall with quizzes about does my man really love me fuck off that just sounds like the rants of a Bitter man. Then I saw another thing. No, <laughs> I saw another thing. Keep it going, keep it going. Of, this is all Facebook this week. Mums. Uh, <laughs> there's a few mums on here. And they're talking about their little princes and stuff like this. And, and what they're doing. And I saw one status that really just pissed me off quite a bit. About my middle... They took a picture of her son jumping a puddle. Very nice. Lovely. And then she go the, the endless comments, about 30-odd comments to her, her and her other mum friends about saying, Oh, my little prince, he does love jumping in the puddle. Of course he does, you idiot! He's a boy of seven, he wants to jump in mud! Who would have thought it? Everybody knows! It makes me absolutely furious that she's managed to get all of these comments. And, and I've got to read this because it's there now, and I don't have much of a life. And it's just... It's so annoying. How small is your life? Grow a personality. Do some things. Go out. Read a book. Watch some interesting telly or something. Listen to an album. Your life doesn't revolve around putting things on fucking Facebook. I don't know about you, Steve, but I'm actually quite frightened. I I, I would be frightened, but I'm too busy posting about how frightened <laughs> I am on Facebook. <laughs> But surely, but surely, Michael Bell, there must be something this week that's made you actually happy. Two two and things have made me happy this week. Uh, after that, Facebook has made me furious. What we said. Uh, two things. One thing. One of the kids at work said to me, apropos of nothing, uh, Mr. Bell. Yes, child. Uh, did you know there was a lady called Thatcher who was horrible and tried to take away all the kids' milk? Well done, liberal parenting. Well done. It's going strong. And I thought Good. that was really funny. And the second thing I overheard on the train today, uh, a man giving a phone call, and it was really like sort of sneaky. Was like, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll have that. Okay. I'll have uh, eight, eight kilos. So like, what the bloody hell is he buying? Uh, yeah, if I put the compost in the shed, then she won't find out about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he's obviously just found like um, some compost in the garden centre going cheap, bought a ton of it, 
and he's having to hide it from his wife in the shed. And I thought this was really funny. So, oh, how sweet! Like a little domestic argument because she doesn't uh... obviously. He's buying all that compost now. Oh, what are we gonna do with it? Oh, I've, got... <laughs> I've, had, I've had too much of this. If he buys it for Christmas, and you can... <laughs> you know. I thought it was really funny that he was having to sneakily buy some compost for the bloody garden and then having to hide it. And it's like, oh, domestic bliss. And that's the two things that have made me happy this week and two things that made me furious. I'm glad that you've managed to get some joy out of other people's (laughs) mishaps. I realise it sounds like a work of a a man who's not stable mentally, but... um, What, the compost or your rage? My rage, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. But he's but ladies, ladies, he's a nice guy. He's he's got things going on in his life. Just don't fill Facebook with stupid bloody quizzes. That that's a good life lesson for anyone, really. Oh, also, and so another thing on Facebook as well. Uh, this or well, no, it wasn't Facebook. It was someone else this week. I saw something else this week that was uh, advertising some coats, and the title was "These coats will definitely get you laid." Oh, fuck off. Do you, do you have the link for that? How many did you buy before you realised it was untrue? <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got a cupboard full. I've had to hide them in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. I think we need to round up this um, this banquet of um, bother with a n- nice little After Effects After Eights of uh, Mike's poem. Don't you? Banque- banquet of bother is a bloody lovely over act. Well done. Thank you. I just <laughs> plucked it out of my ass. <laughs> Literally right there. Okay, here we go. This one is about the changing seasons. Leaves are crunchy underfoot. X Factors on TV. Everything tastes of pumpkin spice, and I'm increasingly staying in. The weather's crap and the nights are short. I'll even turn the fire on. Autumn is here, my friends. And we're in for the long haul. Those stupid gun-loving Americans, they call this time of year full. But I say we take a stand. Fight back. Don't get on board. Go out. Head to the pub, but say you're going for a walk. This time of year is sodding brilliant. Don't waste it staying in. And go and drink some hot wine. It's lovely. It's mainly about drinking and going out a bit. Have you heard of anything more beautiful than Mm -hmm. that, Steve? Have you? Have you? No, that's that's (laughs) finished me off like a hot lasagna would. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're leaving that smash in the microwave for tomorrow. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Can't do it all at once. And that's pretty much rounding up the end of the show for this week. But let's find out what's been going on and what is going to be happening. But uh, before we depart this Beachland vacation... Steve, Steve. Got any plugs? Yes. Plug away. Oh, oh there's a plug on the beach. Oh, I've tripped up everywhere. Oh, no, where where are we going to put these plugs? I don't know. We'll have to hide them. We'll get to hide them in a the palm tree or something. But surely they will not fit. Oh, they're falling out of the palm tree. The plugs are everywhere. Oh, Steve, hit us with it. Hey, all of it. Let's let's go for it. Okay, so I don't normally do this bit on, on our podcast. So but you should. A it's a little bit alien to me. Uh, you can find us on the internet at beeroclockshow.co.uk. Uh, follow us on Twitter at beeroclockshow um, or on Instagram at beeroclockshow. Uh, generally, we put out a podcast every Friday evening at 6 o'clock, uh, hence beer o'clock. Um, yeah, check us out. Let us know what you think. Um, lots of chat about beer, some banter, and um, yeah, good times really. Fantastic. Thank you very much for all the promotions and uh, thanks for serving our beers and thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, just going thanks on, for man. having me. It's, it's been the highlight of my week. Fantastic. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the show and thank you very much for your continuous support. You can keep supporting us by listening to the show, by liking our show, by sharing the show across the entire internet, whether it be on SoundCloud. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on all these other things. You can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash RG Productions. There's always the website, rgproductions.com. And before I run out of breath and pass out, I guess there's nothing more to say than except goodbye. So from the three of us, goodbye. Goodbye. Happy Christmas. No!